Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I know the weather is not so good out there. It's very easy to go into sleeping world. But I'm making sure that everyone is awake. So I want to welcome you all as we gather today to worship our God. As I said, I, today is our third Sunday of Lent. So the question for you today is, how is it going for you? How is Lent going for you? Because I know all of us on Ash Wednesday, we made some promises, some commitments. I'm going to ABCD during this Lent. If you haven't started yet, you still have time. It's not too late. You can start. Those who have, been, who have failed, you get up, you start again. It's not that you fall, you stay there. No, you get up and start again. This Sunday of Lent, the first two Sundays, all our Gospels are coming from the Gospel of Matthew. Today and the next two Sundays, our Gospel is coming from the Gospel of John. And today we see the first one, the woman at the well, symbolizing that our life begins in baptism. That's why the entire Lenten season, we are making a pilgrimage of faith to the baptism font, where our life is reborn. A story is told about this very Catholic Italian neighborhood. All of them were Catholics, of course, and they took very Friday of Lent very serious. So no one ate meat. So all had their sandwiches, fish, and everything like that. As time went by, a new neighbor moves into one of the houses and was Lutheran. So for the first time in so many years, on Friday of Lent, as everyone gathers near home to have dinner, they see someone grilling steak. And the smell, of course, goes to their homes. So the first time they ignore that, keep quiet. Next Friday, there's something. So the men came together and said, you know, we have to do something. He's really tempting us with his steak, all the juice and the smells. So they got together and said, you know, we're going to come up with a plan. We must convert this man to become a Catholic. It's our mission. So they worked on him as time went on. Finally, the guy gave in to become a Catholic. So he went through RCA as they go through. On his baptism, the pastor was baptizing him. He told him, you were born a Lutheran, raised a Lutheran, and now you're a Catholic. So they said, mission accomplished. The following Lent, the following year, on Good Friday, he's outside growing steak. They say, did he miss the point? So then they say, well, maybe he forgot this first Friday. The, fol- the following Friday, there's something. They say, let's go and talk to him. So as they went to him, they found him growing his steak. They asked him, what are you doing? Say, nothing. Say, this is steak, it's Friday, it's not steak. He said, I baptized it. It was born a cow, raised a cow, it's now a fish. <laughs> they failed miserably. So what I hope today is that if your Lent is causing someone to suffer, I think better revisit it. Lent is not meant to make anyone suffer in your family. So if it makes someone, un- I don't mean suffering, just uncomfortable, but maybe I know some of you, like my mom, one time gave up salt for Lent. And she was the main cook in the house. What meant there was no salt in all our food? And we said, no, it's not working out for us. So if your Lent is making someone uncomfortable, I think revisit it. But Lent is meant for us to bring us closer to God. 
and closer with each other. So the story had today, Jesus traveling from, uh, uh, through Galilee, going, going from Jerusalem to Galilee, is going to he come to the middle of this town in Samaria. Now the history between the two nations was they saw no eye to eye, they were sworn enemies. Even if they have the same ancestry, but they became enemies when the Assyrian Empire came and destroyed the ten tribes. So those who remained were forced to intermarry the Assyrians, and so they raised the breed of the Samarians, Samaritans. But then the Jews in the southern kingdom, who didn't, were still the two tribes, saw these ones as unpure, nothing to do with them. When the Babylonian exile came in, the Jews also in the, in the south went to the exile in Babylon. But for them, they refused to intermarry. They kept their traditions. And when they came back, the Samaritans offered to build a temple with them. The Jews refused. The Samaritans said, okay, we're done, we're done, we're good. So what to make the matters worse, in, uh, in 129, one of the Jewish generals went to Samaria and destroyed their temple. So the enmity grew and grew and grew up to the time of Jesus. So that's why all the Jews never went through Samaria when they went to Jerusalem, which was a three, a three days walk through Samaria. They took the long route around it, which was six days walk. So Jesus, for the first time, is coming through Samaria. Now that's really strange. What is Jesus doing? Is breaking barriers. He goes through this town to meet no one else but a woman, a Samaritan woman. That's why even a woman says, you a Jew, asking me a woman, say all things that are not acceptable in our cultures. But Jesus says, yes, it's you. There is a day in our lives when you wake up in the morning, when you come to church, when God is looking for only one person. Sometimes we can gather together when God is looking for only one person that day. And that day for this Samaritan woman, it was like any other day. But that was a day God was looking for her. But what we see, Jesus' encounter with this Samaritan woman, he does not judge how this, this woman. What does he do? He sits down and talks to this woman. Now, sometimes I already say that the biggest gift at times we have is to sit down and listen to someone's story. It is powerful to listen to someone's story. People have a faith story to share with us, all of us. Sometimes we spend time thinking that, well, everything is okay. But when someone, what he needs is for you to listen to them. When we see Jesus begins the conversion of this woman by listening to this woman, by engaging this woman at the same level. He invites this woman and says, you came here for water, I can give you the living water. And immediately he says, well, you know we have nothing to do in common, but I can take the gift if you give it to me. But immediately you see the conversation changes from you, a Jew, to sir, to a prophet, to the Messiah. It's a conversion story, how God converts us. The whole story of the Bible 
is a story of how God is looking for us. It's not about us looking for God. It's God looking for us. Every story in the Bible, it's about God searching for us. Because when he searches for us, God unleashes his mercy and forgiveness. God's mercy is relentless. He will always look for us to forgive us and love us. No matter what we've done, he has one invitation, come back to me. So the question for you and me on this weekend, God is asking us, how are you sharing the gift of life you've received from me to those around you? Because God is asking us, I am sending you into the world to share the gifts you've received from me. We've all been forgiven by God. We've all been loved by God. He's telling us, who am I going to love? Who am I going to forgive? Sometimes forgiveness is not very easy. It doesn't come easy. Especially if someone really, really hurt you. But God is telling us, you've done worse to me as your God. I have forgiven you also. So go and do the same. Is it easy? No. But it says, you have the living water in you. You have the spring of forgiveness in you. Let God help you to unleash it, those who need it. Our world is not broken. It's we who break it each day, but God fixes it. He's fixing it through us. He begins with us. Let us be aware of God's presence. And also, our mission this week is going to ask yourself, to whom is God sending you to forgive? To whom is God sending you to listen to their story? To whom is God asking you to reach out to? Let us ask for the grace to be strong enough to listen to God's voice. And like Jesus, to go and break the barriers that we've created around ourselves. The Lord be with you.